Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi here, and you're listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, brought to you by StarWarsDaily.com. The Force will be with you, always. Welcome to the 60th episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast for the episode Heroes on Both Sides. Uh, more like boredom on both sides, but uh, <laughs> let's, uh, oh, man. let's hey. introduce ourselves. I am, I'm your host, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Matt Krinke. Hey, yes, yes, Heroes on Both Sides, and you know, you know, we're like... We're coming to you a little late. We just had the holiday seasons, or the beginning of the holiday season, and uh, yeah, heroes on both sides. And I know uh, it sounds like um, you weren't too uh, excited about this this episode, Mike. No, no, and there's no episode this week, so that was kind of the reason for yeah, because yeah. we're kind of still gonna come to you about <laughs> in, in the middle, in between the two episodes, because there's nothing. Uh, tonight as as of recording this right, so um right. yeah i it just it was not that interesting of an episode but uh but it was an interesting week for star wars news so news, it was. let's get into that I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. This is just the beginning. I think it is time we demonstrated the full power of this station. I have my orders from the Emperor himself. He has something special planned. This is where the fun begins. I think we've got something, sir. Good luck. You're gonna need it. Okay, so as far as news, first thing, Mike, um, this is kind of one of those stories that uh, it hits the internet and it spreads like wildfire and especially when you talk about Star Wars, the Star Wars community um, they definitely like to back up their own and most of everybody's probably heard the story about this this young girl her name is Katie and she went to uh, she went to school and she's a big Star Wars fan you know she has a lunchbox and the thermos or whatever and she was getting teased by some uh, some of the boys at the school and she was uh, you know, I guess it was the next day or whatever she was going to go back to school. Uh, her dad or her mom asked her, uh, hey, how come you don't want to take your Star Wars bottle? And she goes, well, I don't, I don't want to take it. Well, it turns out that, the, like I said, the boys were teasing her. You know, hey, Star Wars is just for boys. You know, girls can't like Star Wars. Stuff to that effect. And this thing kind of just blew up over the Internet. Uh, her mom writes a blog, and she blogged about it, and then it, it just took off from there. And... Uh, 
basically, you know, the girls are, uh, it's girl power in Star Wars now, especially with Ahsoka yeah. Tano and, and uh, Padme, and especially this season's episodes. Yeah, yeah, so I was going to say, like, this, the episodes that maybe we've been complaining about a little bit have <laughs> yeah. been, uh, have been, like, sort of proof that this isn't just a boys show anymore it's it's got it's got some strong female characters i mean this this episode that we're about to talk about has three strong female characters in it um that that influence a great deal of what's going on in this war so yeah right, for yeah. for uh, for young boys to be telling girls that they're not allowed to be star wars fans is first of all i mean like oh they're just it's ridiculous because at at uh, at my age, <laughs> uh, most of my friends who are into Star Wars, that's exactly what they're looking for. They're looking for a girl who likes Star Wars. So if we've got yeah. any, I, I'm, I shouldn't say yeah. if we've got any because I know that we have some female listeners out there. Oh yeah, yeah. they're younger female listeners. Um, don't let anybody say anything to you about liking star wars particularly if you're a girl if you're a girl that likes star wars and you're having a hard time in school or whatever uh just give it a few years because the second that you hit like those last couple years of high school and definitely when you get into college it's just gonna completely reverse on you because all of the guys are gonna at least all the cool guys you know all the guys worth knowing uh, are gonna be totally into <laughs> yeah. the fact that you like Star Wars or anything geeky. Like, if you like, you know, Doctor Who or Transformers or whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, uh, Star Trek. Who who cares, right? Like, if you're into that geeky stuff, video games. Uh, there will be plenty of guys that will be lining up to meet you. So. Yeah, and this thing has gotten so big that. You know, she's gotten responses on her blog from yep. from not you know Catherine Tabor, Ashley Eckstein, Bonnie Burton, uh, the official Star Wars you know blog. Um, you know, Ashley Eckstein was all over Twitter about it. Uh, artist Jan uh, Dersima has made some comments, and then she's actually even uh, what else? Was, I thought she got. Let's see, oh, voice actor Tom Kane has invited Katie to be a guest at a Chicago movie premiere for the Clone Wars. Um, and you know, he somebody did a there was a sketch artist that did a picture of her holding the lightsaber, so um, kind of goes to show that you know, you don't mess with the Star Wars fans, man. No, no, like, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's awesome when I mean, it's not awesome that something like this happens, but it's awesome that when something like this happens, that when somebody in our community is in need of being, you know, sort of picked up and, and, and given that boost that, yeah. that we're all, like, really happy to do it, you know? Yeah. Uh, particularly that people who are officially uh, associated with Star Wars get get right in there. And, and uh, like like you said, Ashley Eckstein is sending, she's sending, like, a, a, a Her Universe care package to Katie to yeah. sort yeah. of say, like, you know what, here's some, here's some awesome T-shirts, wear them with pride, right? Yeah, don't be... Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and that's that's really cool because now those those young boys that were teasing her will uh, they'll really kind of be yeah eating you know, their words now huh? yeah eating their words because because they they wish that somebody from Star Wars would send them a personal message you know yeah exactly and, uh, and now they're kind of gonna be like oh well, yeah 
since we were kind of stupid for saying that. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope that's that's how this went down. So. Yeah. And that's kind of like, a, it was just kind of a neat story and uh, to see uh, everybody kind of back up this little seven-year-old. So she's been like all over the news and everything. Yeah. So it's it kind of neat. Um, other quick-hitting news, uh, the Falcon Gunner iPhone iPod Touch came out. And uh, as far as impressions, I was, uh, I think it's a great game. And uh, You picked it up? I did pick it up. I've been playing it, and it's it's yep. just crazy how this thing works. Where you can use you can do actually two modes. You can do the uh, augmented reality where you're actually it uses your camera, mm-hmm. uh, and the, the ships gonna the uh, tie fighters come around you from different angles, or you can just turn that mode off and use it normally with the Death Star behind you and all that. So, um, cool game, uh, right along the lines of of Trench Run probably just as cool as that game and i think where this game really shines is the augmented reality mode if you have a chair that you can swivel in this is where <laughs> this game shines yeah because it uses that gyroscope thing or whatever so if you can sit in a chair that you can twist and turn your feet around and, and do a full 360 you can hold the game right in front of you and not have to worry about you know tilting the phone left or right or moving it back and forth you can just spin your chair around to find uh, more enemies. And that is where this game really shines. It's really fun to do it that way. It's cool. Um, in fact, I was... It's, it's not just for the iPhone, right? It's also for the iPad. You know what? I, I haven't checked yet because um, this, that would make it a whole lot better to have that bigger screen. Yeah, yeah. That's just what I was thinking. I'm sure this thing has got to be coming out for, for the iPad because uh, a lot of games now... If it's not right day and date with the iPad, it'll soon be soon be coming on there because wow, that would be really fun. Especially like I said, sitting on a stool where you can spin around. Yeah, that is fun. You haven't you haven't got a chance to play it yet, though. Obviously, I, I haven't yet because I'm still running the 3G and uh, oh, okay, I got and, you. And Trench Run runs really really slow now. Yeah. Um, ever wow. since the the 4.0 update, so um, because they added all these other things into the into the uh, the operating system that have really like bogged down the, the oh, 3, definitely. 3G. Yeah. So you unless you have a, yeah, unless you have a 3GS or or a iPhone 4, it's kind of sketchy. So I am gonna pick it up. I'm totally gonna pick it up because I love Trench Run. Yeah. Um, but I am waiting until I can get my hands on an iPhone 4, which is just a matter of availability. They're just really hard to get in Vancouver. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah. I had a. It took me about a month to get mine. Uh, I jumped on board and sold my 3G and recouped some money, so that was nice. But yeah, this game really—it's it, a really fun game. And like I said, with that augmented reality, yeah, uh, wow, it's just—it's just, it's amazing what they can do. So as far and it, as, it wasn't the only game to be released this week, was it? Because there was also this. Uh, was there another Imperial, one? Imperial Academy or something? Oh, Imperial Academy. That yeah. It was just released November 12th. So yeah, and I haven't played that one yet. Days. Yeah, I have to check that one out too. Look, from the pictures, it look kind of cool. So I don't, I don't know. I have to, I have to try that one out too. Some good stuff coming out in the. the Just uh, taking a look, and I don't think no, it's the the at least not in the Canadian store. The uh, the Falcon Gunner is not. It's not there yet. The only official Star Wars game on the iPad is the Cantina. Cantina game, yeah. Cantina HD. Yeah. I think it's because they have to. It's 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 a totally different like graphics set because right it's right high def on yeah. the uh, 
on the iPad as opposed to just stand uh, not standard but you know like whatever the iPhone has mm-hmm. yeah it's a uh, like I said the iPad stuff usually just a few days later um, right behind the iPhone stuff so we'll look for that probably in the next couple of weeks fun stuff fun stuff um, speaking of kind of more video games uh, have you I, I checked out this connect hack and it connect is the new Xbox 360 uh, motion control yeah. uh, product or whatever and uh, there was a video showing this kid or not kid this guy um, YouTube username is Yankee Yan and he created this hack using open connect drivers and open CV which I have no idea what it is but uh, basically it does like real-time rendering uh mm-hmm. of a lightsaber and i put a picture on there so you can check it out my this guy has yeah, his connect yeah. and he's he's videotaping himself and he's looks like he's waving around i think it's a i, I don't know if it's a baseball bat or he has something in his hands and I, I couldn't quite make it out but it's some kind of stick or something but the connect and this hack that he put in there um is rendering the lightsaber as he's as he's uh, moving it around it's just you're like wow how where did people come up with this stuff yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, yeah, it is a baseball bat. So, like, you know, we've all done this before using, you know, wrapping paper tubes. And I yeah, used to yeah. use uh, just regular, the old plastic lightsabers uh, when I I would mess around with the, the rendering stuff to try to make lightsabers. It's kind of fun to do that. But, yeah, with this Connect stuff, he's real time. So it's just amazing what, what people can do. And uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's, uh, it's on YouTube. You can find it. Uh, it's one of those uh, another thing in Star Wars where it just kind of went viral and everybody checked it out. So, cool stuff though. Cool stuff. Any other uh, news though going on? No, no. Anything I'll just give there? a quick reminder about uh, about the stuff with um, uh, Metropolis Comics, which is our sponsor. Yeah. Um, right. We've got the Star Wars Grindhouse coming up in a couple weeks, uh, December twelfth at six o'clock uh, at the comic book store so if you're in the vancouver or pacific northwest area um and you want to make it out to that uh there's that there's actually like a facebook event that you can uh you can res- respond to and say that you're coming um and you can get all the information there or you can just email me and i'll give you the information um and uh and if you go into the store there uh it, johnny will get and you mentioned that you're a Frontlines listener, he'll give you a special deal. Um, and uh, and just a, a little quick bit of news for what they've got at the store right now. They just got the Return of the Jedi Vintage wave. Um, oh, okay, yeah. Which includes yeah. like Admiral Akbar, which is a wicked Admiral Akbar. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a great wave. Yeah. Um, and uh, and the the wicket that that is in that wave is so good because he comes with uh, he comes with a second cloak which is from one of the ewok adventure movies oh right so, yeah that's right yeah. the tv and, like, show right or it's a movie the ewok uh, it's, i think i'm pretty sure it's from one of the movies okay okay um, yeah yeah so uh that stuff's now in store so if you're around if you're nearby if you're one of our local listeners then i then i would head in and pick those up yeah that wave three is is a great wave there's some great yeah. stuff in there the gamorian yeah, gar and stuff like that and yeah the loop's a really nice loop as well yeah. Well, and speaking of uh, vintage stuff, um, looks like there's some, you know, once in a while you get these errors. And uh, somebody in Michigan found uh, a sand trooper that was missing the shoulder, shoulder pauldron. And uh, apparently it's not really a, a variant 
Um, I know collectors are big time on, on variants and errors and stuff like that, but I don't know if it's just a packaging error. But uh, if you have or if you see any of these, you know, I kind of like to pick up these, these error things because uh, you never know how many they're going to have out there. And speaking of, like, error stuff, I, I just picked up uh, the, the incorrectly labeled uh, Revenge of the Sith Wave in the, in the, uh, in the Vintage. They have Anakin Skywalker uh, marked down on the card, even though that particular picture and the figure itself is actually Darth Vader. And, uh, you know, because the eyes are red. Uh, the picture they have on the vintage card is, is him floating uh, over the lava. So at that point, he was Darth Vader. But on the card, it's, it's, it's Anakin Skywalker. Now, I don't know if, again, I'm not into collecting that much to know if, if that was an error or... Uh, I, I know they've since fixed that, where they, they're now showing, they're now coming out with, uh, with a corrected label Darth Vader. But... It's kind of funny how sometimes stuff falls to the cracks like that. It's like, yeah, where's the quality control? Doesn't anybody realize that he was Darth Vader at that point? You know, especially the figure is clearly with the eyes and everything. He's already Darth Vader. So interesting stuff there. Uh, and and as far as sales and stuff, again, holiday season. Uh, this is Friday. This is actually Black for Friday. We are recording right now. Um, I know it's big here in the states, and you know. Yep, so on, on the news tonight, there's no doubt that some poor woman will have been trampled. Yeah, I know. By, Isn't that crazy? By some idiots trying to get into a Walmart before. <laughs> it is. You know. it, it is it, crazy. Yeah. yeah, it blows my mind because, like, we have a similar thing up here called uh, Boxing Day, uh, okay. which is the day after Christmas. Okay. Um, that's kind of when we do our Black Friday type thing. And, uh, and, and Boxing Day can get a little crazy, but... It's never anything near what Black Friday is. And the deals are the same. Like, we get crazy, ridiculous deals for boxing. Uh, but, yeah. but, yeah, like, the the stuff that, that I see coming out of the States. Oh, it's, it's amazing. For Black Friday. We got, we got, like, people camping out in front of stores. Like, they were camping out starting on, uh, I think it was Wednesday night you know, for Friday morning. It's like people just would rather give up like enjoying their Thanksgiving holiday to save, you know, fifty or sixty bucks on a on whatever it is or a hundred bucks on a TV. It's just it's just crazy, man. And like you said, it's you you definitely like last year, I mean I think it was last year somebody actually got trampled to death yeah. in a in a Walmart. It's just like what yeah. the heck is going on? This is and my wife is big on that. Actually she just got back a, like an hour ago. She was out like all night. So yeah, I was just like, "Hey, have fun," you know. She it's went crazy. with the brand, and you just go, you it's have fun. I'll be sleeping. Like I don't, I don't understand it. It's <laughs> like I, the biggest thing for me is that like people go out and they spend money and they buy things that they would not have otherwise purchased mm -hmm. just because it's on sale, yeah. right? Yeah. Like that's that's where it gets me is when people go out and they're like, "I'm just gonna go like up here Boxing Day." They're like, "I'm just gonna go Boxing Day shopping." It's like, well, "What are you going to get?" Like I don't know. I'm just gonna see what's on sale. Yeah, if you have a like, plan, wow. Yeah, so then you're just going out to buy stuff, like, yeah. right? just because it's on sale. Like, they've, they've tricked you, you yeah. know? Um, well, yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're specifically looking for something, like, uh, we've got these deals uh, on Star Wars figures with, uh, let's see, what are it's, uh Kmart and Toys R Us. Yeah, buy one, get one free at Kmart. Buy two figures for ten ninety nine at Toys R Us, and the general Grievous lightsaber is only twenty four ninety nine, which I guess is... Cheaper for you guys? 
Yeah. It's, it's American prices, right? Yeah, um, it's American, yeah. Yeah, so, like, that, if, if, if that's stuff that you wanted to get anyways, and now it's on sale, then, yeah, by all means, go out and get it. But, yeah. to be perfectly honest, the stuff that you actually want isn't the stuff that's on crazy sale, and uh, and they'll have plenty of it left next week, you know? Yeah. So. Well, you know what's, what's crazy is, like, like, right now, we were looking, my wife was looking for toys, mm-hmm. and... Uh, there was some really good deals. I mean, like one particular is the Xbox 360 controller. You know, they were going to be selling them for like $29. So the problem is that she goes there and they have one. Mm-hmm. So half the time we're thinking, you know, is this like one of those bait and switch things where they have all this bait stuff to get you to the store? Like, hey, come get an Xbox controller for $29, you know. You get there, they're they're either sold out because they only have like five of them, and then you're already there, so it's like, well, I might as well pick up this and this. You know, half the time you just kind of wonder, you know, is this kind of like a bait-and-switch thing with this Yeah, well, in in sales and marketing, it's called a lost leader. Lost leaders, right. Yeah, Yeah, and what it is is it's it's something that will entice the customers to come in, and it will get them in the doors, and then once they're in the doors. It's big in car sales, too, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, like they—they're telling you that that you can get a good deal, but then, uh, yeah, they're when gonna you get there. You, yes, it's all yeah. After the fact. But yeah, there's tons of stuff, you know, uh, tons of sales out there, and, and I'm sure they'll be going through the rest of the <clears throat> next month or two. And uh, even sideshow collectibles is getting in on the Black Friday stuff. So if you're into the into high end collectibles, check out sideshow because they're apparently having a day after Thanksgiving. Uh, sale and, the, and our holiday guide will be up so uh, i know there's a lot of people that like that high-end stuff and there's a, some cl- sideshow stuff that i that i like so check uh check them out as well so but yeah that's about it uh oh no I'll there's one more one, thing one more piece of collecting news and this yeah, is yeah. straight off of the starwars.com website it's uh, fairly recent news um william sonoma has like they've got a bunch of new star wars stuff um if, if anybody was listening a few months ago, then they would have heard about the uh, the pancake molds and cookie cutters, uh, and uh, and then they had the sandwich cutters come out just a little while ago, and uh, and now they've got a uh, they have vehicle pancake molds, so they have a whole new set of three. It's got an X-wing, uh, the Millennium Falcon, and a Tie Fighter. Uh, specifically, I think it's Vader's Tie Advance. Vader, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, and even cooler than that, because that's pretty wicked, because who doesn't want a Millennium Falcon-shaped pancake? Yeah. But even cooler than that is the uh, the, the Darth Vader spatula. Yeah. And those pancakes with. Um, it's just, it's really simply Darth Vader's face, which it never occurred to me before, but makes a very perfect spatula shape, because he's kind of got that round end on the front, and then and then he's kind of a triangle on the bottom. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's kind of perfect for for a spatula. So, I know I will be putting those on my Christmas wish list for sure. Man, I got a hankering for some pancakes now. Yeah, yeah these, these are cool. Yeah. Well, I got it, uh, we got the 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 first uh, pancake mold set and the uh, and the cookie cutters uh, and an apron because uh, it was on uh, uh, my wife and I's uh, wedding registry. And uh, and so we got that stuff for our wedding, which was pretty wicked. But awesome. now there's this new stuff. Uh, there's also uh, cupcake kits, which if people aren't familiar, it's like it's like a set of um, like the little paper wrappers 
that go in the cupcake tin when you're making cupcakes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and little uh, little dudes that you can like like little uh, sort of almost like paper cutout guys that you can just like stick into the top. Yeah. Paper, just on a little toothpick or a stick or something like that. Yeah, the cookie cutters are, are really neat too because they have the Vader, they have a Stormtrooper, a Yoda, and a Boba Fett. Yeah. And uh, really good, uh, really good cookie cutouts. And uh, in fact, the picture I'm looking at, they even actually colored them with the correct icing, like the Stormtrooper is black and white. Uh, the Vader is all black, so okay. yeah, I gotta guess. And these are what uh, Star Wars dot the Star Wars shop is that what it is? No, it's Williams Sonoma. So you gotta go. Oh, with okay. Sonoma to buy this stuff. Williams Sonoma, there it is. Gotcha. gotcha. Which is kind of like a Bed Bath and Beyond, or uh, well, we have something up here called Home Outfitters. Yeah. Uh, only okay. it's a lot smaller. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and normally Williams Sonoma is fairly expensive stuff. These things aren't that bad. Um, they're not, it's not like you're going to walk out with five or six things because they're like 10 bucks each, but, um, but they, it, it is pretty, pretty affordably priced stuff. They, they actually make perfect Christmas gifts because, uh, the pancake molds I think are around 30. Mm -hmm. uh, that's Canadian. I don't know what they are in the States. Um, and I think the apron was like 20 bucks. So yeah, definitely worth checking out. Yeah. That's cool stuff. In time for the holidays, man. Some some Christmas cookies for Santa. So there yeah. you go. <laughs> uh, I think that's gonna do it, though. We, I guess it's time for the old recap. You ready to go? Let's do it. All right. Here's where the fun begins. I thought you might say that. If it's evil, become a great Jedi. Kenobi, Skywalker. I've missed you. Uh, right. I'm Ahsoka Tano. Destroy them both! You're both right. Let's make this a bit more interesting. For 800 years have I trained Jedi. Oh. Incoming! Blast them! No! All right, here we go with heroes on both sides. A fierce debate rages in the Galactic Senate on Coruscant. Senator Goom Sam pushes for the creation of more clone troopers, while Bail Organa argues that this would be uh, this would bankrupt the Republic. Lot Dodd suggests that they deregulate the banks and take out a loan for more troops. The debate continues to heat up until Padme Almadala steps in and pleads that the Senate try to negotiate with the separatists and end the war. Organa proposes that they consider the issue further before voting, and a session is adjourned. So, you know, just to break it down to like its lowest level, uh, the Republic is is going bankrupt, basically financing this war, or trying, you know, with the the cost of the clone troopers, you know, that they're that they're continually uh, creating, and the the ancillary costs, the vehicles, supplies, all this stuff is just putting the Republic in a financial crisis. And Padme's outlook is not really necessarily how we're going to fund this, but her outlook is how do we resolve this war. Yeah. And that's basically what this whole whole story is about. And uh, like, like you said, Mike, nothing really crazy exciting, just more uh, political stuff and kind of trying to show you how what goes on behind the scenes of wars and, and financing yeah. and stuff like that. So Yeah, well, um, <laughs> a friend of mine uh, made a, a funny joke about it. When he asked, he's like, "So, what did you think of this week's episode of Clone Wars?" And I was like, "It was really boring." He was like, "Yeah, uh, 
it was like that episode, like, I think there's, like, an episode of The Simpsons or something like that, where they're making fun of episode two or something, <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and, and it's, like, a Senate scene, and they're like, we must deregulate the banking, yeah, the banks, so that blah, 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 and it's, like, it, it was supposed to be satire. Uh, it was on, like, Simpsons or Family Guy or something like that, uh-huh. and it's, like, now it's, it's real. Like, that's actually a storyline that they thought that we cared about, yeah. and, and that just... <laughs> It kind of bothers me because it's like, okay, put it in there as like a, a side plot on something. Don't make it the focus of an entire episode. Episode, yeah, true. Of like, okay, I get it. There's heroes on both sides. That's that's fantastic. Like it's there's there's this whole other Senate, and not everybody on it is bad. That's fine. You you put one character that we can relate to in there. Uh, and and you have a battle or something yeah. like that or like you you know like there there are other ways to show this side of the story that aren't just a bunch of talking heads because that is all that we've gotten for like the last I don't know how many weeks with yeah. the exception of like five minutes yeah. on an episode with Cat Bane and uh, and Obi Wan and uh, and Quinlan Boss like other right. than that everything else I feel like has just been a bunch of people talking to each other yeah. or sneaking around or <laughs> something like that. You know, yeah. like, it's just like, kind of enough is enough. And I know, like, and we've got the second half of this story coming up next week. Right, uh, right. Pursuit of Peace, I think it's called. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah and, uh, and, and like, I can already tell just from the, the episode description that it's just going to be more of this. So, yeah, we still got more to go. <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk about that more at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But but I mean, like, let's get to the freaking good stuff already. (laughs) I think that's why they're doing this event and and uh, the the screening event so that we won't like people won't tune out over Christmas and then be like, I'm not even gonna bother watching the rest of the season. Yeah, coming back. Yeah, gonna be a bunch of people talking. They're like, no, 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 no. There's lightsabers in the rest of the season. Yeah, don't worry. We got Darth Maul's brother coming. Relax. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Mike. Uh, after the debate, Goom Sam and Lot Dodd meet with Senator Nick's card and the banking plan. All three of them want the war to continue so that they can continue to profit from it. Card suggests that if Coruscant were attacked, it would scare the Senate into creating more troops to keep the war going. In fact, he, he sort of says, like, it'll feed the war machine. And it yeah. Was, like, yeah. Um, it's... This isn't even, like, it's not subtle. It's not just, like, a, a story about this. It's just, like, this lame, cliched, like, it's it's really a commentary on America and the current war that they're fighting. Right, right. Uh, and all of that sort of thing. I don't know if, if you guys as Americans catch that stuff because you're kind of in it. <laughs> but yeah, right. for Canadians, we think about that sort of thing a lot because we're not in necessarily all the wars that you guys are yeah uh, and it's kind of like this is just another one of those commentaries on like yeah you're right is it, is it worth it right like is the war fighting a war worth you know screwing up the economic system and all that yeah because sort of currently the the u.s is spending a lot of money right, fighting yeah. wars all over the place and yeah, yeah, yeah and it feels like that's why like they're trying to to make a point here yeah, I don't know if, yeah, it, it kind of does seem like that, and, uh, you know, well, here we get the banking clan, um, 
you know, represented here with uh, somebody named Nick's card. And, and like you're talking about, Lot Dodd and, and his, and especially Nick's card's interest in the war is, of course, money. Um, the banking clan is, I, it sounds like the banking clan is funding the war yeah. uh, by loaning the Republic money. So their interest in the war, in the war is strictly just they want to keep lending money to the Republic because that's where they make all their money. So, uh, But yeah, like you said, definite parallels uh, to the states here. I don't understand why how a banking clan guy is is here, but the banking clan is also part of the separatists. Like, right. Yeah. I don't. I don't quite understand that. But yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I also, uh, I also really don't care. So. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I guess I'll just let it go. Elsewhere, uh, let's continue. Elsewhere in the Senate building, Senator Amidala talks with Anakin uh, Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano. The two Jedi were watching the Senate debate. But Ahsoka found it frustrating and didn't learn anything from it. Padme <laughs> decides to take the young Padawan under her wing and teach her about politics. Well, let's see. Forgetting the politics aside, let's start with the, uh, the new character models. Okay? Yeah. This, is, good. this is a good thing because I like the character models a lot. I mean, we didn't get to see Obi-Wan this episode, but Anakin and Padme I really like because Ahsoka... You know, obviously is older now, and we've all heard that from the commentaries and stuff. She's a little older, so timeline-wise, this episode is a prequel to to Senate uh, Senate murders, but uh, as well as the next episode, with, which which she talked about, Pursuit of Peace, which uh, we'll talk about later. But uh, we are apparently after next week going to stop the the timeline jumping. After next week, I, apparently we're done with all this back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, which, so that's kind of nice which is really funny because after next week, I'm pretty sure the next storyline is the Savage Press story, and we're going to get back into some heavy hitting action on a regular basis. Yeah, and, right. Uh, and that just kind of, I think, really, it just sort of uh, backs up everything that I've been saying about like the the reason why we're getting all of these boring episodes at once is because these are all story fillers that linked up with everything else that w- were in the original 100 episodes that they'd written. And uh, and they were sort of the loose threads that we were going to get to see as seasons 3, 4, and 5 played out. And mm-hmm. we, would, we would be jumping around. And then they made the decision that they're going past season 5 as many seasons as as the show will support. Right. And, uh, and so they were going to need to start moving forward from that point. Because like, nobody ever said that specifically. But at C5, there was a lot of talk about, at a certain point, we're going to start moving forward in the timeline and not jump around all over the place. Right. And uh, and then it was also sort of in the same breath mentioned that that the series would be going on further than the original, than the initial, I should say. Uh, right, right. A hundred episodes. hundred episodes, that yeah. Written. So uh, it just really feels like they've taken everything that was boring about the series that we would have gotten over the next two years and done it all in the first all now. <laughs> season three. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of like, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I'm really hoping that it means that we're going to get a lot less of this in the second half. Right. Or that uh, we're going to see a lot less of it as we move forward. And there's going to be a lot more. Yeah. Of it, so. I, th- I think, I think you're on the right track there. Um, what, what did you think of the new models? I mean, here's uh, Ahsoka with a new look and a new outfit. Anakin's lost his armor. I mean, did you... How did you uh, like the new models? I really like Anakin and Obi-Wan's new models. Uh, in 
particular, I really like that uh, that their the robes move a little bit more. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I do still really like the the old character designs, but they feel a little bit more authentic. They don't feel as cartoony as they used to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I can kind of go both ways on that. Where like I I like that they're less cartoony and they look a little bit more. Uh, real, but at the same time, I really liked the hyper stylized versions of the characters from before. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of yeah. Like I like both models, but it's just cool to get a change. I think that that's the biggest thing. Is that it's really cool to just get a change. Um, when it comes to Ahsoka, I still have a couple issues with it because it seems like they're still. I mean, it, she was fourteen when the series started. So let's say that this is a year later. She's 15. The oldest she's going to get during the Clone Wars is, is 16. 16, yeah. It's a, it was a three-year conflict, right? Right. So she could be like 16, maybe reaching 17. Um, but at, at 15, they're still kind of sexualizing her a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this new costume does that even more so. And she is older looking. Um, and it's just kind of there. I I already have issues with the fact that there's a lot of fans out there that sexualize Ahsoka, considering she is a juvenile. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> um, it 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 just bothers me that that they. It's it's really subtle stuff that they did to her, to her new costume, like the uh, the the holes cut out of the sides of it. Yeah, that, the arms. Yeah. Have, yeah, yeah, that I don't think are necessary, but that they did anyways. That, that make it seem like a very like a, it's just it's just a very sexualized costume which I don't really see a lot of other Jedi running around like that yes there are a couple because there's there's like, there's Ala Sakura who runs around in like you know leather pants and a tube top yeah um, which <laughs> is completely impractical but that's yeah. the way she's dressed um and I guess that that's kind of what they're going off of, but it's just I don't know. It the the last one at least felt a little bit more like Jedi Padawan ish than this one does. This one feels very like it looks like something that Padme would wear. You know what I mean? Uh, um, yeah, yeah, I can see. I, that. I think it looks good. Like I think it, it they did an awesome job and it looks amazing. I don't know that it necessarily fits the character for what I would want her to be. Hmm, I, I would have liked it if she would have been uh, upgraded to actual robes. Like, it, it, they don't have to be quite as... Oh, thick yeah. I got and, you. And, and uh, classic as Obi-Wan and Anakin's. But if it would have been something a little bit more robe-like, a little bit more Jedi-like, then I would have been a little happier with it. Yeah, now that you mention it, you don't really see, as far as the female Jedi portrayed in the series you, you don't see him in any types of robes if i can remember right uh, uh but that's not true because shakti wears oh yeah you're right jedi robes right that's true yeah um, yeah you're right okay that's what i was trying I, to remember who, who is it that has okay uh, there you go but joe costa new also wears robes oh the older yeah yeah so like there are characters who do uh dress a little bit more appropriately let's say uh but yeah. yeah, I don't know. It, it, you can kind of go both ways with it, because um, on the one hand, sorry, on the one hand, 
you've got like these these older Jedi, I think, like these older female Jedi that wear just like the standard robes and they're on the council or you know, the librarian or something like that. And then you've got, you do have the younger female Jedi out in, you know, like in battles and uh, in the thick of it and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, they, that are wearing these, uh, they're a little bit more form-fitting outfits. But, um, and we can try and justify that and say oh, it's because they're fighting and that sort of thing. But Obi-Wan and Anakin do just fine in their robes. Right. Right, yeah. so... Um, it's it really at the end of the day, it's just it's just them trying to put a little bit of fashion into the female characters. Whether they're trying to appeal appeal to the male fan base or the female fan base, I couldn't really say. Yeah, uh, probably both. Yeah. But yeah, I think probably a little bit of both. Yeah. But yeah, I I don't know. I just I don't particularly think it's setting that that great of an example for young girls <laughs> to be like. <laughs> dressed like this scantily um, clad yeah yeah because yeah, I mean like the, the, the Ahsoka costume's got like the hole cut out in the chest cleavage area mm. that I don't know uh, what the, the way that I kind of think about it is like if I had a 15 year old daughter would I be okay with her wearing this outfit yeah. and not not really right <laughs> you know um, yeah yeah I don't know it is nice that she's a little bit more covered up I do really like her belt um, yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I gotta say, like that's my favorite part of it, is is the belt design because it's kind of like Han Solo's belt. Right. Um, exactly. Yeah. It's very reminiscent of that, um, and it's yeah, kind of like, right. it's got that gunslinger sort of feel to it. She's got her dual lightsabers. And she's got the dual lightsabers now. Yeah. So we saw that. Uh, didn't see him fire up, but we did see him. Like <laughs> no, you said, that the was kind of. That's there's one of my biggest complaints is that. You know, like, she's walking around with these two lightsabers, and we get this new character model, and it's so much cooler, and and, she, and it looks great, and, and these characters look awesome, and she's got dual lightsabers, and that's such a big deal. You debut this, and she doesn't even use her lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, you're just waiting for her to pull them out. Come on, just just yeah. one time. Try that. Yeah, yeah and, I don't know. Like, honestly, if, if they... I don't have any, pro any problem with the arms on it. I'm just looking at a picture of it now. Um, mm -hmm. I don't have any problem with the arms. Uh, if they just, like filled in those holes and she didn't have the cleavage hole in the front and maybe had just like I would have just put a really simple like like one layer of robe to give her like those the sort of the shoulder that yes, the I got you. have yeah. onto it um, and I think that would that would have done it for me that it would have it would have been a much better design but um, I don't know maybe I'll they've got a, a how to draw Ahsoka Ahsoka Tano's new look up on I think they do .com. Yeah. so I'll uh, maybe I'll go through those steps and I'll draw it and then I'll modify it now. you just add your own little I, uh, rope to well, it, yeah. I preferred maybe I'll post that <laughs> yeah um, I, the, the biggest it. the biggest thing that that I really like about the character model and the evolution of it is that her uh, the, the tendrils on her on her head like the what Lecky? I don't yeah, I guess they're like but she's not Twilight, so. But oh. let's call them Lekku. Uh, it's the, uh, the they got longer, and then like sort of the horns up at the top are more pronounced. They're they're pointier. Yeah. Um, and at a certain point, Anakin referred to her as a Jedi, as a Jedi Knight. Um, either Anakin did or she did. And for a second, I was like, 
did we skip something? Has she yeah. been knighted? Like, is that what this is signifying? Because because I couldn't see her braid, but uh, it was they just didn't showcase it. And about like a third of two thirds of the way through the episode, I finally saw it. Yeah, I, right, like, right. I was like, okay, she's still a Padawan. She's yeah. still did she's we still skip on. something? Yeah, she already been through the trials. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but I but I do think that by the end of this, she will get knighted. She'll get knighted at like 16 years old, and yeah. it will be one of those things that they're like that Yoda refers to. That it's like there's there's not enough Jedi, and and you know some of them are getting pushed into conflict before they're ready. And before they're ready, yeah. yeah, yeah. And we haven't seen Obi Wan yet, but I'm sure we'll see yeah. him real soon. Um, on a Separatist battleship. General Grievous speaks to a hologram of Count Dooku. Dooku informs the general of the situation in the Senate and gives him a mission that will ensure that Darth Sidious's plans are not interrupted. In her Senate office, Padme wishes she could see her old friend, Confederate Senator Mina Bonteri. Ahsoka is shocked to learn that Padme is friends with a Separatist, as she believes all of them to be evil. The Republic has made it illegal for Senators to travel to Separatist planets, but Padme suggests that Ahsoka use her special Jedi clearances to allow them to travel behind enemy lines and try to negotiate a peace agreement. In the hangar bay of his cruiser, General Grievous issues orders to a group of large combat droids. The droids then transform themselves into smaller dome-shaped cleaning droids, and they board a shuttle bound for Coruscant. Have all the preparations been made? I'm about to deploy the infiltrators. You must hurry. The Senate is restless. I don't take orders from you. Only Count Dooku. You have been designed for this mission. To be the ultimate infiltration units. Some of you may not return. Actually, none of you will return. But don't let that get in your way. Is that clear? Get them to Coruscant. Roger, Roger. All right, and, uh, you know, we start off this with, with uh, Count Dooku and... Uh, just before this, you know, as a leader, he's actually the leader of the Separatist Senate, so um, we'll see that in a few minutes, but Count Dooku knows that there's trouble already brewing in the Senate, and he has a backup plan, just in case the Senate needs a reminder that, hey, this is why there is a war, and uh, Grievous is back talking to Dooku here, and plans, to, you know, they plan to shake up the Senate here. And it looks like he has some type of uh, these kamikaze droids. And he even says it. You heard it in the clip there. He goes, uh, yeah, uh, you guys aren't coming back. And, yeah. you know, they're robots, so who cares? But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, it's, Grievous is back, and he's back to his old tricks. And almost has, like, a little bit of a comedic line there with, a, hey, you're not coming back. But yeah. that's what's going on, you know. They got a plan to uh, – they got their backup plans. You know, here's the Separatists and Sidious. They always have – they always have something – as a backup, just in case, you know. So it's kind of, kind of cool to see, and we'll see these new droids uh, work here in a little bit. Uh, but that, that was it. that's all I wanted to, uh, to say. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, traveling undercover in a cargo ship, Padme and Ahsoka arrive at the planet Raxus, the capital of the Confederacy of Independent Systems. 
Upon their arrival, they are greeted by Senator Von Terry, who takes them to her private estate. So now, Padme and Ahsoka are headed to Raxus, which is, I'm assuming, is different than Raxus Prime, correct? Yeah, that's okay. what they're saying. Is that like they, there isn't any official connection between Raxus and Raxus Prime? Okay. Because um, Raxus Prime is the junk world that was featured in uh, the Force Unleashed in the first one. Okay. Um, but the the thing is, is that Raxus Prime had a Jedi Temple on him. Um, right. Which, which sort of, to me, indicates that at one point in time, it wasn't a junk planet. It wasn't a junk era. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Raxus Prime might be in the same system. Uh, but, yeah. Right, okay. So we're just at, just Raxus now. Just Raxus. Okay. Uh, back in her mansion, Mina worries about the war and how it will affect her young son. Ahsoka blames the Separatists for starting the war, but Mina tells her that many Separatists feel the same way about the Republic and that clone troopers kill her husband during the war. Ahsoka excuses herself and goes outside while Mina and Padme continue talking. And this was pretty good here because we get Ahsoka is surprised that, first of all, that Mina Bonteri is a Separatist, you know, when we yeah. talk about Separatists on this show and the Clone Wars, you, you know, we usually think of Dooku and battle droids and Grievous and Asajj and all that. But here we see kind of like the, the total opposite here. It's not the radical yeah. Separatists. Um, and at first, Ahsoka is a little harsh on Monteri, like, hey, it's your fault. Yeah. And then we kind of get this different, you know, hey, it's normal people. And, and we can kind of talk about this because uh, maybe a little bit later at the end here, because Dave Filoni talks about uh the differences here and uh but we can we can mention that later later but there's kind of like you know like i said my we get a different view of of the war and and just exactly what a separatist quote is you know mm -hmm. um oh your turn go ahead yeah meanwhile on coruscant grievous infiltrators exit their shuttle and begin going about the business of simple cleaning droids back on raxus ahsoka goes for a walk outside and meets mina's son lux a boy around her age. The two of them start talking, and Ahsoka convinces Lux that the Jedi aren't as bad as he thinks they are. He then makes her realize that maybe the Separatists aren't so bad either. Back inside, Padme and Mina agree that the, the war must come to an end. Padme asks her old friend to try to convince, convince the Separatist Parliament to extend an offering of peace to the Republic, and Mina agrees. In the hall of the Separatist Parliament, Mina pleads with the other delegates to put an end to the war, and she urges them to initiate peaceful negotiations with Chancellor Palpatine. Some of the Separatists are against this idea, but the majority votes in favor of Mina's proposal. Back in Coruscant, Count Dooku informs Nix Card, Lot Dodd, and Goom Sam of the Separatist decision. The senators worry that an end to the war will mean an end to their profits, but Dooku assures them that once they attack Coruscant, a peaceful resolution will be impossible and the war will continue. And this is crazy because the Separatist Senate actually votes in favor of, of a peace treaty, basically. Yeah. Uh, and of course, a banking clan, the, the Confederacy of you know the CIS, the Seppies, they're all very concerned because like we talked about earlier, this is all about money for them and and then we go to Doku, and, and, and this is where Dave Filoni talks about in the, in the, uh, uh, the behind, what's the, 
That commentary? The commentary that, uh, you know, Dooku is the one that he goes and he talks to these separatists and, and they actually get away from the Republic because they think the Republic is bad. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, it was, kind of, it was kind of an interesting little bit of commentary. And if you haven't seen it, check it out because it's pretty good. Filoni talks about it and why, why kind of Dooku... It's kind of, it's kind of weird because Dooku says, hey, Separatists, there's a Sith Lord in there and he's controlling everything. Let's, let's all defect, but then he's also with, Count, or with uh, Palpatine. So it's a very... Well, he himself was the Sith Lord. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly, yeah. He's so. kind of, it's, it's a little bit ironic that he's like, don't, don't stay with them. They have a Sith Lord. And yeah, really planted. Sith Lord. Yeah. Come join me instead. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's kind of a, a, a great example of how the Sith are—they're uh, doing such a great job of oh, man, tricking yeah. everybody into thinking that you know they—they've they've got it all. Just, yeah, playing everybody. Uh, yeah, yeah, like everybody's everybody's on the right side. Everybody's the good guy here. Yeah, there aren't the bad guys. Um, <laughs> that was good. But yeah, like I said, you know, they're actually ruling in favor of of a peace treaty. Oh, wow. Crazy. It was also it was also really interesting to see that actually the separatists don't have a senate; they have a parliament, which is a very well. A parliament can have a senate as well, but because um, a parliament is what we have here in Canada, and it's what they have in uh, in uh, the UK. Mm-hmm. And, right, right. And and the head of a parliament is a prime minister, not a president or a chancellor. Um, so it's it's a very different set of rules and uh, responsibilities and 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 abilities that uh, that a prime minister has um, and so like the prime minister doesn't really get to dictate a heck of a lot of policy mm-hmm. so you see that like in in the separatist way of doing things they've actually they've got a smaller parliament it's not nearly as large as the uh, as the galactic senate senate right yeah mm-hmm. and uh, and they're able to actually come to an agreement for the good of everybody, not just for the, their for the, own. For their own, yeah, right. Yeah, and and uh, and there, I, I I don't remember if they mentioned it. I don't remember if I'm correct in saying this, but I don't think that they were allowed to have corporations in the parliament like they are in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it sure. was actually just the people discussing this stuff because I think that's. That's what they're trying to get at here with the Senate is that the biggest problem with the the Galactic Republic is that like the banking clan and the Trade Federation and all that they've gotten so big, so powerful, yeah. that they've been given the ability to sit on a Senate, but they're not acting in anybody's interest but their own monetary interest, right? Mm, like which is right. in their own wealth. And uh, and obviously this deregulation of the banks is going to cause huge issues later on down the line. And and yet like nobody is nobody's stopping to be like, don't do that. <laughs> you know, like that's the, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like I I don't know. It just seems like everybody's just they've been tricked. Yeah. You know, big giant trick going on. That was that was was interesting though. Um, Padme and Ahsoka prepare to leave Raxus. And they say their goodbyes to Mina and Lux. All of them are hopeful that their efforts may bring the war to a peaceful end. Well, this is goodbye. I've been disappointed before, and yet I almost feel as if 
this time, the tide has turned in the war. You should hurry. Goodbye, young one. You really believe the Republic will vote for peace? I hope so. I wouldn't want to meet you on the battlefield. For your sake. Go, you two, quickly. And you know what was, was kind of interesting about this scene and, and this scene a little bit earlier with, with Padme and Lux, and it seems like for the first time, or not Padme, uh, Ahsoka and Lux, that uh, like for the first time, Pad, or uh, Ahsoka kind of has, she kind of looks at this Lux kid like, wow, you know, it's like, is she finally like coming into her, her age here where she's starting to, to, to look at boys basically, you know? She kind of sees it's like, wow, this is a separatist. And he even says, you know, hey, look at me. Do I, do I look that bad to you? You know? And she's like, ah, it, you know, she kind of looks at him like, I guess not. You know, you're not yeah. that bad. And, and when they say goodbye, they have kind of this, this exchange and this look at each other like, you know, down the line, are we going to see Ahsoka do the same type of thing that Anakin did where, you know, maybe she does uh, start to see... Um, for the lack of better term, like boys or, you know, does she have connections or does she have uh, feelings and attachments uh, yeah. down the line? And I don't know if that was just a quick little thing, like, uh, you know, are we going to see this later on down the line? But kind of a cool little exchange there and uh, kind of makes you think a little bit about Ahsoka and, and her future and, uh, you know, will she have the attachments like Anakin has? Totally. Uh, go ahead. Uh, while sweeping the streets of Coruscant, the infiltrator droids receive their next set of orders from General Grievous. They regroup and head for the sen sector's power generators. After passing a clone security checkpoint, the droids proceed to their target. Padme and Ahsoka meet with Chancellor Palpatine, and Padme informs him of the Separatist's offer of peace. Palpatine is skeptical of the Separatist's sincerity, but Padme tells him about the, her contract with Mina Bonteri. She assures him that the offer is legitimate, and he agrees to let the Senate vote on the proposal. And, well, here. So Padme comes to Palpatine and says, hey, can we vote in favor of this peace treaty and end this war? And I love the scene where Padme tells Palpatine in private that she has uh, met secretly with Bone Terry. And the, and the look on Palpatine's face when, when she's telling him is, is great, because... You can see Palpatine, he's not happy with this. And, and as she's talking, the, the camera angle kind of, kind of focuses on him. And he, you can just see the look on his face like he's pissed. You know, like, what the heck is going on? How does she, you know, get past all this, you know, rules of war where she's not supposed to be over there talking to them? And it's just, it was a great scene that, uh, with Palpatine and the look on his face. I mean, you know what he's thinking. It's like... You know, somebody's in trouble, basically. You know, he kind of has that look like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this, and somebody's going to be in trouble for letting this happen. It was a great scene, though. I, lo I loved it. Uh, Grievous uh, infiltrators arrive at the power generators and transform back into combat droids, mercilessly gunning down the innocent maintenance workers who stand in their way. They enter the generator control room and combine in pairs to form time bombs, Meanwhile, Padme brings a separatist proposal before the Senate. Just as the Senate is about to vote to negotiate peace with the separatists, the bombs explode, destroying the janitors and cutting power to the Senate building. 
the explosions and loss of power caused panic in the streets of Coruscant. In the Senate, Goom Sam confirms that the bombing was a separatist attack. Outraged, the Senate immediately votes to deregulate the banks in order to create more clone troopers and continue the war. And how, how convenient was that? Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. I like how it was like like the lights go off and Goom Sam's like, oh, it must be the separatists <laughs> attacking, and it's like you just sound like a crazy idiot. Like, like it's just totally reactionary, right? Yeah, it, it, yeah. It was, it was somewhat. Yeah. And, and, of course, the Separatists, Dooku, Sidious, Palpatine, you know, they're all, everything's, you know, working perfectly. Palpatine, you know, hey, Padme, let's go ahead and vote on this. But he knows that it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out. And just like Dooku's plans, they got the bombing. And, of course, you know, it's the Separatists they are attacking, and their plan works out perfectly. And uh, we'll finish up here. Outside the Senate chamber, Padme brings Ahsoka back to Anakin who scolds the two of them for being reckless and illegally traveling, traveling to Raxus. Ahsoka says that she learned a lesson about politics of the war, not being as black and white as she may have thought. I'm returning your Padawan. I'm sorry your talks with Bon Terry failed. How did you know? We have eyes and ears everywhere, Ahsoka. That was dangerous and careless going to Raxus, not to mention illegal. You went too far this time. You would do the same. You do the same all the time. This was too much. Maybe so. But I did realize something. The politics of this war are not as black and white as I once thought they were. And that's how it ends. And, you know, here it is. Anakin... He's not happy. Uh, you know, he finds out what happened, and he, and he, he uh, Ahsoka tells Anakin, you know, you do this t type of thing all the time. And, uh, you know, they have a little exchange. And Anakin, like I said, he is not happy about this. And uh, somehow he, founds that he, find, he found out that they went to all this trouble. And Ahsoka realizes the war is not all about, you know, slashing battle droids and fighting Ventress and Dooku. But uh, she also saw the other side. Uh, of the other side of the war in this episode and there's more to it than, than yeah. like I said just, just fighting so uh, I don't know you know just a couple of th things I liked in this episode but nothing exciting really went on um, no lightsaber battles no fighting clones just like you said Mike just another one of those political episodes and uh, yeah, you can kind of take it or leave it uh, nothing real outstanding though so yeah i mean i i don't even feel like there's anything left to discuss we we talked the yeah. the ahsoka costume to death yeah. and uh and and that was really the only thing of interest to me in this entire episode that's so. all we got yeah it was just the new character models that was the big that was the big uh tout you know in this in this episode was hey we get to see the new models and when yeah. when that's like your big draw is you get to see new character models um yeah yeah, there's kind of a little bit left to be desired there. So, uh, but uh, with that, I guess uh, we we can go to the mailbag. 
Yeah, let's do it. Excuse me, okay. but might I interrupt you for a moment? Metropolis Comics is a new breed of comic store. We're cleaner, brighter, we're constantly adapting, providing you with all the toys and comics you're looking for. Transformers, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh, Gundams, Final Toys, T-shirts and comics, movie toys, World of Warcraft, G.I. Joe and comics, comics, model supplies, statues, graphic novel, which is just another way of saying comics. We're right across the street from Metro Town, but hold on, wait a minute. Did you say that you don't live here? Well, now you don't have to. Metropolis Comics and Toys is opening an online store. Did you just jump for joy? Stranger things have happened. For instance, some people badly want to shop with us online, but then they forget the website. Don't let this happen to you. www.metropolis-comics.com www.metropolis-comics.com The Secret Stash Online Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. What happened? Uh, head flight, weapons, malfunction. But, uh, everything's perfectly alright now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Alright, uh, the mailbag for today is from Aaron Altimus. Uh, and he says, in the three-minute trailer for season three, you see that the Night Sisters introduce Savage Opress. Well, there is a Star Wars comic that takes place uh, before episode one that has something to do with Darth Maul battling a Night Sister and killing her. Do you think that there is a connection with this Darth Maul secrets revealed thing that's going on? Your number one all-time or all-time number one fan, Aaron Altimus, and he says, "P.S. I love the new Anakin." Obi-Wan and Ahsoka designs. And we talked about the uh, designs, but uh, he's talking about the, the Night Sisters and Savage Opress, uh, yeah. Mike. And I'm pretty sure that he's talking about the comic series. It was a four part series called Star Wars Darth Maul. And in that series, I, I believe that series was around 2000 it came out. Uh, it was a Dark Horse, um, of course, comic. And in that comic, Darth Maul does battle a Night Sister by the name of Mingella, and I believe that's what uh, what he's talking about here. And he defeats this this Night Sister. Now, how this is gonna how this has uh, anything to do with the upcoming uh, Savage Opress? I'm not sure. Um, I just know that in that comic, Darth Maul did fight and defeat one of the Night Sisters, and uh, there could be a connection. You know, this, like we talked about, I think it was last week, uh, you know, Mike, you get to go see this Savage Opress storyline. And there's, you know, they're touting it as some kind of Darth Maul secret. Yeah. Secret. So, you know, that's basically all we have right now. We we don't know too much. Uh, it's going to be a surprise. And, Mike, you're going to, along with a lot of other people, are going to be the first ones to see it. Did you get a chance to read? Uh, have you read that Darth Maul series? I have it. I've read it. I believe that's what Aaron is talking about, though, is that 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 uh, four-part series from uh, Dark Horse. Uh, I do recall it. I never read it though. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think I that's know, what I'm, he's talking I'm about. sure. I'm sure that there's some sort of connection to that, or that that was brought up, and that's kind of like the idea that they're running one. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing what they do with this with the Night Sisters because they're. You know, if you read the comic, they do have, uh, they do have some force powers, and uh, but they're not, you know, they're not Sith or anything like that. They they just for some reason they're able to have some of these force powers like uh, lightning, um, and but but you know we're gonna get the Clone Wars here, and the Clone Wars is uh, G level canon, so we'll see what they do with with the Night Sisters. Just the, just the fact that they're bringing in the Night Sisters. And, you know, something that is from the EU, I think, is kind of an, an exciting thing. And, and we'll start fresh with these, with these yeah. Night Sister storylines. So we'll see what they do. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. 
I'm kind of just trying to uh, to to not link things up with you know the 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 comics or the books or the movies. Right. Or like, I'm just kind of try and like let it be what it is. Yeah. And uh, not worry so much about it. But yeah. Um, yeah. I guess we'll see. We'll see yeah. what. Uh, and then the uh, forum post of the week, Mike, you want to go with that? Yeah, uh, forum post of the week comes to us from Commander Bly, uh, and it is S.O. and the R.C.'s. The S.O. standing for Savage Press and R.C. standing for Republic Commandos. Uh, the clip of Savage Press had the Republic Commandos in it, so what if the Republic Commandos had to track down and eliminate Savage? That would make an awesome episode. Um, it would make an awesome episode. I don't think it's what's going to happen. Everything, yeah, well, everything that we heard coming out of C5 was that these commandos were essentially just put in that one scene in that episode, that they might be used in the future, but that this this episode, like the, the appearance that they made in at C5 was it. Like they just like at the last second decided instead of having regular clone troopers here or maybe like arc troopers or something that they would have the republic commando show up so mm-hmm. i really well, don't see that. i'm wondering uh because uh, in the in the forum post jc uh responds to this and according to jc the republic commandos bring back the body of of, of a jedi that savage oppress kills in one of the clips and then we see obi-wan and anakin fighting savage oppress and another now, I don't know if JC got this from C5 or if this is just like, a, you know, if he's this is what JC thinks is going to happen. But yeah. the way he wrote it in the post, it was like he knew something. I don't know if you guys have, were privy to something that we haven't seen, Mike, in C, at C5. Does that sound? No. Uh, no. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, like in, in that clip they do mention that they're bringing back a dead body, but... I, I really feel like that is the opening of an episode. Okay. Um, it feels like the opening of an episode. So I really think that it's just going to be like, we're going to get sort of the, the Savage Opress, uh, um, the introduction of the character in one episode, and then in another episode, I mean, we've seen we've seen Savage Opress kill the Jedi that they're talking about. In the, yeah, yeah. In the clip that we posted on the website a couple weeks ago. We see him kill that guy. So, right. uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just not... I, I, I don't know that there's a lot to read into to much of this yet yeah. about the Republic Commandos being in anything. Um, I guess we'll kind of see. Like, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. It's like, we'll just wait and see. Um, yeah, and if we get to see Anakin and Obi-Wan fighting Savage Opress, oh, man, that's going to be sweet. Yeah, that would be pretty wicked. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. I would have to imagine that that Obi Wan fighting Savajo Press would be a pretty quick battle, because Obi Wan would have a lot of those previous feelings. Uh, oh yeah, floating yeah. around. But that might make for a really good episode. I, we'll we'll see. I'm trying not to second guess this and just kind of let the let these episodes happen. See yeah. what happens in them. Well, because we see in the in that clip too. Savage going through some type of training. So whether that's uh, you know whether that happened a long time ago and he's and he's you know really capable 
when these episodes come out or if that's happening in real time we like i said i don't know we don't know yeah. jc if you got more on this you know let us know it sounds like <laughs> yeah because it sounds like through his posting on the forum like he had some some kind of knowledge that i had no nothing uh, that i don't know so i don't know if you do jc let me know let us know um but thanks commander bly for the uh for the forum post of the week and keep it going up there we'd like to to see all that and have fun in the forums there but with that it's it's time for our upcoming episode description and i believe this episode is set to air december i think it's the third next this next friday as of our recording here Uh, i believe that's when it's going to air and it is entitled pursuit of peace and the description that i can find is senators padme amidala bail organa and Anaconda Far come under fire after opposing a bill that would appropriate funds for millions of new clone troopers but cripple the Republic. So I don't have a preview clip. That is just what I found. And like you said earlier, Mike, it's just more yeah. more Senate stuff. And um, it looks like they're talking about Anaconda Far. So, of course, we already know that he died. Uh, yeah. He was murdered in Senate murders by Lolo Purs. So... You know, this is one of those kickback, you know, preview episodes, prequels. But apparently this is going to be the last one. So I'm kind of glad to hear that. Good. <laughs> Good riddance. I'm kind of glad to hear that. Seriously, well, what's this episode going to be about? It's going to be 22 minutes of them arguing about stuff again. And I'm just so tired of it. Yeah, unless, you know, like I said, I haven't got any previews of it. I don't know what else is going to happen if there's going to have... You know, they're going to have some kind of other storyline going on, another battle. Hopefully they will. I've got my fingers crossed. But just reading it on the face, uh, we just got one more of these one more of these political episodes. So we'll take it for what it is, and uh, we'll talk about it in, in next week. And uh, uh, we'll go from there and hopefully get that next jump into the second half where we're going to be talking about a lot of Jedi fighting and battles and, and oh, no. wars. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. But that's going to, I guess that's going to do it for this week, huh? That's it. We're all done. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's our show. So thanks for listening. Uh, as always, don't forget to check us out online at www.clonewarspodcast.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Our username is Clone Wars. That's twitter.com slash Clone Wars. Uh, head over to Facebook and join our group facebook.com slash clone wars podcast and uh and you can check out the star wars daily forums at forum.starwarsdaily.com and don't forget to send us emails uh mike at clone wars podcast.com and matt at clone wars podcast.com yes don't forget that yeah so uh that's our show and uh hopefully well no next week's not going to be more eventful so uh i'll be grumpy for another week and then uh (laughs) after that yeah. And then after that, we'll probably get a break uh, and come back. We'll, we might do a couple episodes over the Christmas-ish break. Uh, we'll, I'll see if I can get some uh, some people on to talk Star Wars and Christmas and all that sort of thing. Yeah, and, we don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then we'll be back when when the series comes back. Probably. Yeah, I'm not sure what the uh, what the slate is as far as their their timeline on when they're gonna air new episodes. I don't know how long this break is. Because next week it'll be the the eleventh episode, mm-hmm. um, so we're halfway there, and 
we haven't had really a, a large break yet, so I don't know. No, we'll see. no nothing more than a one week break. Yeah. So I think we're gonna get probably if uh, we're gonna get December third, and then we'll probably get a three week break and come back. Uh, let me look at a calendar here. Uh, let's yeah, because December. it's a. Uh... Because we get the third we'll have one, two, three. Okay, let's say probably a f- four weeks without episodes, and then I bet anything that we'll be back on the seventh with the first episode of the Savage Press storyline. Yes, I mean, if I... not, if not December thirty-first, but I'm pretty sure that the screenings had said that they would be airing in January. So, right. Um, Looking yeah, forward so to that. That's a have to look forward to. So, yeah. I, so that's it. That's World it. Earth. We'll catch okay. you guys next week. See you next week. Well, another close to another wonderful show. Obi-Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Brought to you, of course, by StarWarsDaily.com. The force is strong with you all, and it will be with you always. <laughs>